We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 208. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shara. And this is the Severe Weather Preparedness Week. Um, so we're going to get into that a little bit after the weather school. But, you know, before Severe Weather Preparedness... Let's talk about the severe weather we had. I, I mean, we're getting everything. We're getting everything. Literally, literally, every, except a tsunami. We will. We're don't, not going to. But don't don't say that. Don't count that out. We do have many lakes around us, so <laughs> that's it. We could get a tsunami. Yeah, I mean, we got. We're going to talk about a lot of a lot a lot of stuff. But um, last week it got so warm. I saw a picture on one of y'all's websites that had you and I the, believe it was stormed our weather. <laughs> Well, I know. Well, yeah, but I know Corey posted it, too. You guys got a chance to kayak. We went on the water. Nice. How could we not? It was gorgeous. Beautiful. Did we hit 80? I think we hit it 80. It was 80 that day. It was 82 when I went out. Yeah, it was so Holy nice. Holy crap. And it felt so good, like the sun hitting you. But our our boat was leaking air. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's not but, good. Yeah. Well, we could, did a little maintenance. But it was only the bottom part, just the where you sit, oh. that, was, oh. that was missing air. The sides were fully inflated. So oh, okay. It's so you like weren't we going to sink. sink. Okay, good. We just didn't have a much of a pillow to sit on as we normally <laughs> okay, do. Okay, gotcha. And so you could feel Taney Como is very cold. Oh, yeah. Even in the summer. Yeah, even the summer, it's what? But 40, we were sitting you know. on... The basically, water, just basically. basically sitting on the oh, water. So I mean, we were in our raft, but the water was right under so us. There was your, no air your between us. Was so it forty was a, degrees. It, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't super cold, but like you could tell, I was like, I can feel the temperature of the water <laughs> under my hiney. And then when we went from Turkey Creek, which is warmer, and then out yeah. on to Taney Como, you definitely could feel that temperature drop. Oh, yeah. It's like, whoo, that's a little chilly. Yeah, when you get to Taney Como, actual Taney Como, you're gonna get cold air there. Yes. And so, so it, where did where did you guys uh, launch from? We launched the same place we always do. There's a kayak park or a po- kayak ramp that, in Hollister. It's oh okay. Yeah, it's Hollister City Park. It's, Ho- it's Hol- Tur- Holland Park. It's Turkey Creek, right? Isn't it's it's Turkey new Creek? within the past 18 months they they built it now is that were you going to turkey creek center like past bb well i'm not sure from your house because everybody knows where rando house (laughs) well yeah sure and you're going (laughs) to hollister country mart gotcha well you're gonna go through the roundabout through the roundy round okay you're gonna go over turkey creek the bridge okay right after that bridge there's a road to the right. Right. And it runs I, right in. Oh. Right in. And it's right there. Okay. I've never been to that right road. It's a really cool road. 
there's a really cool park right on the right on Tanikomo. That's a new city park, city of Hollister. Really? They tore out all these old houses and they're building an an amp, amphitheater, an outdoor theater. But right now, a lot of people stand there and fish. Yeah. Well, it's a good fishing spot. Oh my gosh! But you can see out over. Tanikoma. They're really improving the area for sure. But we launch there every yeah. time because there's no traffic there. Right. It's very right. quiet, and there's a little. Like I said, there's a nice little kayak. It's not a boat ramp. It's a kayak ramp. It's, it's just yeah. a little specifically small. for kayak. Yes. Right. That's wild. <laughs> That's great. So we launch there. It's usually nice and quiet and still, and then if it's they're a good picnic area too. If they're not oh, really? uh, generating. Yeah. On Taney Como. I mean, like, we'll go up to Taney Como and look around. But if they're not generating, you know, then we will go out on Taney Como and kind of look around and then go back to Turkey Creek to get out. This time. Uh-oh. Okay. And we usually check to see if they're generating. But we looked and we yeah, got they, out there. Well, let me say that. They have websites and a phone number you can call. It tells you what, how many uh, generation how many, units is yeah. in oper- are in operation. Like, between one and four, four you got a pretty you good. You can current. paddle against one, one or two. Yeah. But so we got out there and we we're just sitting out in the middle, um, kind of just at the mouth of Turkey Creek and you know the big bridge that goes over the landing. And the thing and I look Scotty's for, Scotty's trout drop. Let me trout drop. <laughs> the thing I look for is when you come out of Turkey Creek into Taney Como, you're right at Scotty's, right? Oh, okay, yeah. And they made they made uh, a few years back. They made the area of the lake where Scotty's Trout Dock is, uh, a no-wake zone. So you have to s- slow down to no-wake for your boats. Good. It didn't used to be that way. Uh-huh. Well, they have these buoys, you know, out. Out in the middle. And you can tell by the way the water is rushing around that buoy how much if they're generating. generating. Oh, it's so it's a stationary buoy. Right. Yeah, there's several see. of them. Oh, okay. So if you can see a little trail behind, you can tell if it's generating. So then you know whether, do I really want to go out? Right. So it really wasn't So it much. was not generating yeah. much. We could barely even just see a current. It just kind of a little bit. Okay. And so we went out in the middle, and we were fine. We were hanging in the middle. We went we under went the bridge. We went way under the, uh, the bridge that you drive under And we were still day. fine. Yeah. And then all of a sudden. Because I want to take a picture, a cool picture. Yeah, we want to get a picture under the bridge. And then, which is really cool, by the way. And then we were going to turn around and go back up Turkey Creek and go to our car. Which is no thing. Um. But <laughs> suddenly, we look up, and we're, like, halfway down the landing. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my goodness. And we, like, tried paddling. And, I mean, we could have if we had to. If You know, you can, well, get, you can go I, to the edge really, you're right. yeah, where yeah, the current yeah. isn't as bad, and you can <laughs> paddle hard. But we weren't feeling it. I was like, um, let's see if Grant's in town. <laughs> And see if he can come oh, pick us up. Oh, you had to call Grant. So yeah, he had Your to come. Oldest, yeah. He had to come rescue us. Oh. We're like, um, we're gonna be down at the other end of the landing in about oh ten minutes, <laughs> or four, or four, it? three. <laughs> it was boy. If you got in the middle, you'd have been down the end oh. in no time. But well, l- let me explain just briefly because if people are not from Branson, um, what what we mean by generating is the Table Rock Dam. The dam, yeah. Uh, it, it it's a is it two hundred feet? I think it's a two hundred foot. Dam or something. A little over. Yeah. Uh, and what happens is they let water out of the bottom of it, which is why, and that turns into Tanicomo, but the bottom of the Tanicomo Lake is very cold, and that's why Tanicomo Lake. No, people love to fly Table fish. Rock Lake is very cold, so it flows into Tanicomo. Anyway, the point is they generate electricity from there. So what? that's what you're talking about. When they generate, they let water out, and they generate, so the current there's gets really fast. Current. Oh, man. The funny part, I wish I could have videoed it, because <clears throat> we 
we didn't want to go down as far. Like Grant had somewhere to be, so he needed to pick us up and get us to our car quickly. <laughs> pick you up and like bye. Gotta yeah, go. <laughs> like get our boat and everything out of the water. And so we stopped at one of those docks um, near the landing behind uh, like Paladines, that area. Yeah. But there's no opening on the dock. Like, usually where we get out, we usually find oh, ground to pull up on. Right, right. But this one wasn't a typical place. It was a fishing dock or, you know, a viewing dock. So there wasn't an opening in the dock where you could... Okay. And it was way up off the water. And remember, <laughs> the bottom of our boat has no air in it. Oh, no! That's right! So, anyway... it. It was comical. It was an inner tube, basically. You were on an it inner was tube. comical watching us try to crawl off the boat and onto this dock that didn't have a entryway. We were you had to, to go over the railings or you had to like the crawl railings. under the fencing and. Please tell me there's video somewhere. I got there's a little not, wet. There's not, but Crap. I wanted to video him getting out. <laughs> he didn't video me getting out, and I nearly like I did the splits. The boat started leaving me. And I was half on the dock and half in the boat. But when he decided to get off on the dock, I had to hold the boat for him. But I, I thought he was going in. I thought oh, he no was. Oh, no kidding. He really? had a hold of just the railing and his foot kind of on the like, dock. You're like, no. Oh, my God. Because it's Corey. so much higher off the water. So, yeah. mind you, like he's, he put his feet up there, which makes him upside down. And then oh, he reaches no. up with his hand to pull himself up, and the boat just took off. Like, oh. it just swoop, went out from under him, and I was hanging on to my end, but his end was gone. And I was like, I thought he was a goner. I was like, yeah, I thought you were going in, dude. Oh, no. Well, the good thing is, so everybody knows, because it's not a visual podcast yet, uh, you guys were wearing life jackets. Oh, of course. And yeah. we know how to swim, and it's not yeah. that deep right there. But still... We could have probably touched right there. No, we couldn't. Uh, it drops up pretty quick. I mean, because we're Maryland. My friend Maryland, she lives on near uh, Willow Court or something down there. Uh, it, it goes off, and it kind of goes down. I mean, it down. does, but I feel like you can see the bottom right there near those docks. Well, it's clear. Right, right. It's deep. Anyway, we can swim, but we do always wear life jackets. Yes. When we're in the Oh, I would, yeah. I I can... I'm a heck of a dog paddler. Well, and that's the thing is, you know, and when we very first realized the boat was losing air, I was like... You know, I don't don't mind falling in... Like, I'm not scared about falling in the water because I can swim. And because I have a life jacket on, I'm like, that's not what bothers me. I'm like, this water is really cold and we had our phones on us like my fear was like oh, what no. if we fall in we always wear um those phone covers that you can buy for water oh, okay the like waterproof waterproof or, cases uh, yeah. and it makes they your go phone around your neck yeah and and oh, plus okay. your phone will float if you were to drop it it's actually a little inner tube and so your phone will float it won't oh, drop down so that's good right but we had forgotten them that day Oh, so I mean, we just, I I know I was like, so I was like nervous. I'm like, let's sit here for a minute. Like we kind of hung out by the the ramp for a minute and yeah, the Ed, the sides of the boat were fully inflated. So we were fine. (laughs) We just were sitting on the floor and no air. Let's see. Now that's an adventure. Anyway, this is the day in the life of us. And it was 83 degrees. And you know what? (laughs) What? I spent most of the day today outside, and I froze it's to death. You, you know, okay, what happened? Okay, I, I'm, I'm going to say what happened, and then we're going to back up a little bit. What happened, it was warm, and we got a strong cold front just slammed through last night that created a bunch of severe, severe weather. So let's back up to yesterday. March kind of came in okay, but snuck in and then went boom and then went here. boom i mean we um we were right on the edge of a tornado watch yeah which the first one 
was kind of a nothing burger. And then, because it was supposed to end at 8 o'clock, remember? Now, I was busy all day. Yes. Now, we're talking about yesterday. Uh, we're recording Today this on, Monday. Yeah, Monday, March 7th. So we're talking about March 6th. I was busy all day doing stuff. And Corey, thank God you were on, like, the <laughs> the thing, because I, I couldn't do anything. But we got uh, the, the Tornado Watch, which is basically down in Arkansas, which they had a, an enhanced risk down there. Mm-hmm. They, they got upgraded to an enhanced risk. For some potential intense tornadoes that could, and there was one near Russellville. Did you watch that one? It was. It was though. It lasted a while. It stayed a while. I'm not sure what the actual label or rating on that one was, but it stayed. It was a nice little hook thing. It put down some good hail too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I safely drove. Myself and seven other women to Springfield. Oh, that's right, because you in torrential rain last night. Yeah, well, I told you. You texted me. It's like, what's it going to do? It's like, yeah, you find a spot. And we were prepared for it because we were actually supposed to take a a church van, all of us. Yeah. Uh, There was like 13 of us. And when we realized that it was going to be heavy rain, the church van is older and does not handle as well in that kind of... So then we decided to take my smaller minivan and handled great. Yeah. But it, you know... But still, heavy rain. It was heavy rain and... All the way to Springfield. Now, see, I w- this is what was funny because they had plotted the tornado watch, which is basically northwest Arkansas. Branson was on the edge, and it went through West Plains, and I'm not sure where it went up, and it was to the southeast of there. But radar that evening showed most of the activity going up to Springfield and Joplin, just well north. Yeah, and it wasn't so much severe, but it was a lot of heavy rain. A lot of heavy rain. It just exploded. Yeah. And we knew it was going to happen because we were watching the discussions, watching the SBC, and and they kept saying, okay, this is going to actually develop really, really quickly. So what, before I went to my performance last night, I looked at radar and I thought, okay, it's starting. And when I got to now, now the, the place I went it was in Branson. I got there and looked at radar again, and all of a sudden, boom! All this stuff had blossomed out. And you were home, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, he was oh. home with the kids and managing the weather. Yeah. Well, that's easy. I think. Um, sure. Would you like us to send you our children next time there's tornadoes? Sure. Let's see how well you do. I was ready sure. to go live if I had to. Nothing really yes. threatened Branson so much because. Yeah. And what's what's cool, and I give the props to the SPC, is well early on, that enhanced risk was a little closer to Branson. It about it was like diagonal through Taney County. It was. Well, that's exactly. Where all those storms started going severe and even went tornadic. Yeah. Yeah. They nailed it. Well, the first line moved through. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, Nothing that's what happened. I say. Yeah. Well, then all of a sudden, it was probably after seven, eight o'clock, they put out another MD and said a low level jet has developed over oh, northwest arkansas that's what happened okay and there was just a line that had developed and that's what and then it interacted the further east it got i think there were tornado warnings all the way to illinois basically 
That's what happened. See, yeah. I had no idea. I was I All was I performing. Know is it was cold and rainy and very windy. Well, it, the on the way out of the concert. Uh, yeah. Uh, now, what time did you get out though? That was like what 10, 11? Close nine thirty, ten somewhere yeah, in there. See, like the wind gusts. Through. We all had umbrellas up, walking right. two miles to our car, and the wind gusts were what. I mean, kept trying to take our umbrellas out of our hands. Yeah, and once that front passed, oh my gosh! Yeah, you could feel like it dropped like fifteen degrees in like fifteen minutes. I mean, it just went boom, and then when it got down there, I had the door open the entire night because I was hot, and it was still sixty when I started the severe weather. And all of a sudden, my kids asked, "Why is the door open? It's freezing!" And I looked up my 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 bookshelf where I keep. On my weather stuff, and then it said it was forty two. I thought, man, it sure dropped. <laughs> I wasn't cold because I was, you know, yeah. But but the but the rate it dropped yeah, was yeah. just fast. And uh, yeah, because when I left the performance, which I got out like at eight fifteen, I mean, it was cold. And at that point, I knew, okay, the severe threat's over. That cold front come through, it dropped, that severe threat is over, and they, they kept the tornado watch going, and I kept texting Corey. He's like, why don't they just drop it? Because it's And we saw it was moving way off to the east. Now, we did get some tornadic cells. Do we have two in Taney? There were it two was different two ones. separate storms. Two yeah. Se- yeah, two separate storms. Now, this was obviously well east Other of Branson. Of yeah. yeah, and we even had some comments, and I, I, I have to like step on my soapbox just briefly. I wish they would fix the warning system because even though the la- the little sliver of eastern Taney County, they warn the entire county. It's not well, so much the warning system that needs fixed. It's the way these websites that they go to, like whatever app they're on, is coded. But they used to, when we lived in Joplin, it seemed well, like a county over, they would warn. Because I didn't if get you any, had a I county, didn't get an EAS. If you, you had did a, not. I, we'd, I never got an alert on my phone, but I have friends that did. I have friends that were in Branson messaging me during the concert, you know, saying, we're headed to the shelter. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on. You know, yeah. and I looked, and I'm like, no, it is other side of the county from you. We had people you. watching a That's movie a here in, Jop- in Branson, and they interrupted the movie and said, we got to cancel. There's a tornado. No, Aaron it was nowhere Branson. near us. And it wasn't moving towards us. See, that's us. what like, I don't like. I mean, they need to be aware, yes, but, and I get that. But right, if but you there's got, weather close to you. If you've you, got but... a storm east of Taneyville, which is well east of Branson, and moving east, Branson does not need to be warned. Well, and I actually had someone in person with me. We were at intermission when this was going on. Okay, and so... In Springfield. In Springfield. Okay. And so someone come up to me and actually asked, because I was like, no, 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 it's on... Because they have, you know, our families were all back here in Branson. So they're seeing this, and they're like, do they need to take cover? And I'm like, no, 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 it's other side of the county. We're fine. She's so stormed out with her. I love it. But (laughs) they were like... What does that mean? What do you mean? It's people right, don't people, realize right. how big a county is. Well, it just depends on which direction, well, and how fast that right. storm is moving. <gasps> right, right. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I could look and see, and I mean, and I pulled up you guys's post, and I'm like, it clearly states will not include Branson, yeah, Forsyth, Hollister, you know, our area at we all. Have to I tried to list all the big towns, but I still get people, but what about Miriam Woods? Like, well, well, no. That's close <laughs> you but, really? But what I about Taneyville? I hadn't thought about that. I hadn't thought I about someone. I yeah. you say, You know, you say Taney County, and I'm automatically going to think, that's me. Exactly. I'm Taney County. Branson West. But they West. don't yeah. realize, they're like, what do you mean it's on the other side? Let of, me I'm tell like, you. 
I'm like, Taney County is large. Think about Southeastern Taney County is like a whole other country compared to where we're at. It really it's is. It's way over there. It really is. <laughs> and there's part of that county over there before you hit Ozark County that is basically just rural and there's no towns. Oh, yeah. So I zoomed into that morning trying to get a town to pop up and I couldn't do it. No, there's nothing out there. <laughs> but this is where I will say, yeah. this is where you need to know your county. Like, if you move to a new right. area, you need to look at the towns around you. You need to know your county, know how big it is, and know... Maybe, you know, maybe I need to do, like, a, a video weather this... school on that. Seriously, Corey, because that would help. It won't fix anything, but it would no, help. But that was an excellent question. To know question. where you are at. Yeah. That it, was yeah. an excellent question. It was not a dumb question. No. You know, because there was a time when, yeah, I, exactly, if you'd said Taney County, I would have panicked. I'd be like, we're under a shorter. Yeah. No. But yeah. you know, you look at the map and you see, oh, that's because I don't, I don't. I blame only panic anybody. when it's Southern Stone County. That's different. Then it's going to move into that's right because there's a pretty good chance Branson Hollister's going to get it. Yeah, yeah, and like I was going to say, I don't blame anyone for asking. Does it affect Branson? I mean, it can get annoying, but. If we've clearly posted, this right. does not include... Right, right. But it's all about public safety. That's our well, whole deal. And I actually told the... Because there was a family that messaged me here in Branson that said, you know, we're headed to our storm shelter. I was like, okay, hold on. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Corey was messaging me as well, letting me know what was going on. Yeah. And I'm like, hold on. Because what he told me was it was the other side. Let me look. And I got on and I was able to look. And I'm like, okay, no, it Good. is not headed for us. And I'm like, you are fine. Do not go in your storm shelter. But... Yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, and if you're looking at a radar, I have to put generally in air quotes, generally, a storm is going to go from left to right if you're looking at that, which is west to east. It could go southwest to northeast. It could go northwest to southeast. But generally, when you're looking at something, it's going to go left to right. That's the best way I can say it. Well, and they, some people are not directional. They got the alert on their phone, and they follow Stormdar very religiously, and yes. they always watch. But they got the alert on their phone. It said Taney County. They immediately took cover. That's but my I, pet peeve, I also right? was like, okay. Also, remember, we live in Taney County. If there was a tornado threatening our town. You would know it. Corey or Rando would be posting take oh, we'd cover. Be, we would now. be live like Corey I said. He's live. Either, well, and that's I said he's <laughs> yeah. either gonna go live or he's gonna be posting in big bold letters take, take cover, cover now. now. Right, right. There's not gonna be a long drawn out post uh-uh. listening listing what we're seeing. You know, and, and I towns. have done that before. I have done it in all caps in yeah, one post. Corey has take too. cover now. Well, in that yeah. same post. It was Taney and Ozark County was under a tornado warning. I told the, the city of Theodosia to take cover because good. they were right in the good. middle of the warning. Yeah, good. So Gainesville the is yep. nowhere I mean, near Branson. We try to take care of all of our coverage area. That's a but, good drive from here, actually. But yeah, if it's it us, is. if it's right here in Branson, you're going to know it because the guys are going to be like on top of it going, take cover. Yeah, so just keep watching us. Hey, did you all see the great time lapse I got? Did he show you? Did you? I, well, watched, I, mean, I watched it. I was going to say. What an interesting time. That was, I think, the most interesting time lapse I've ever done. And I had to truncate it a little bit uh, to make it fit within the five minutes of the, of the song. But you got, I sent you the whole thing, Corey. Oh, yeah, it was beautiful. It was, it was clear. And then you got you got clouds sh- casting shadows on other clouds. That was cool. Then you got rainbow clouds where that was just yeah, weird. Yeah, what was that? 
Um, what I think it is, I think there was moisture moving in on clouds the, yeah. this way, and then you all of a sudden you got a, a sun angle that just hit it mm-hmm. just right. That's what I'm thinking. Now, I have to it say... It was wild. On the drive to Springfield, like I said, we drove into some heavy rain. Oh, yeah. Um, we also drove under some SLCs, and the people SLCs, in the car... SLCs, <laughs> wait, wait. I got to give you that. There was some people in the car yeah. getting nervous, like, whoa. What is that? Is. I'm like, that's nothing. We're fine. So for our, our amateur podcast and listeners, I, SLC stands for? Scary Looking Clouds. Yes. Oh, got to give you some of that. We've all... <clears throat> what? <laughs> we've all seen the graphic. There's a picture. There's a meme going around. No. And and I have to say, like, I can't even find it right now. It's the most accurate thing. Are you... What? I'm sure it's old, and I'm sure it's gone around a billion times. Oh, but I think I know what you're talking about. It's... I think it's the first time I've seen it. Maybe not, but yeah. So Randy and I, we've seen it. I'm about, sure I'm you've sure, seen it a million times. 25 times a year but for I'm the past But I'm going to share it on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, share it on the podcast. Because it is so <laughs> accurate. Okay. Missouri actually has 12 seasons, not just four. Okay, what's that? So there's winter, fool's spring, second winter. Wait, fool's spring? Fool's, fool's spring. spring. Okay, okay. Uh, like fool's gold, right, you know, right, right. Pretend spring, yeah, pretend. <laughs> Second winter, and then spring of deception. Oh, this is where we are. We were a couple of days ago. Okay, we were in spring of deception because it was seventy and eighty. Gotcha. Then third winter, which I think is happening this <gasps> yeah, week. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Yeah, so yeah, and the pollening, actual spring, summer, hell's front porch, false fall, second summer, and actual fall. <laughs> So we're in the we were in the spring of deception. I feel like we're heading into third winter right now. Uh, I I think so too, and I'm really glad that you brought that up because uh, the forecast is for some snow and cold weather to return on Friday. Now the cold front came through yesterday with the storms. It's cold. Did we make it to forty today? I didn't. It was <laughs> and I was in Springfield. Well, no, you were in a cave. <laughs> but well, no, it, it was It's supposed to be cold. 60 degrees in that cave year-round. But it's cold. Well, I spent a lot of the time outside on the train today. Right, right, right. Well, it was cold but, at my house. But tomorrow, okay, so tomorrow, let, let's take this step-by-step. Step. Today is Monday, so tomorrow is Tuesday. It's going to be in the upper 40s. Wednesday is going to be in the upper 50s. Thursday, I forget, because I think increasing clouds in the next system is coming through. And then there's chatter from a lot of sources. Now, I got I got to a couple of things, because in a second, we're going to get to the model minute. So Corey's, I'm going to let Corey says what the models are tonight. But um, the National Weather Service Springfield says the best chance for accumulating snow on Friday is right along and either side of the I-44 corridor. It always tend, tends to do that. But I saw something from National Weather Service Kansas City that the best snow potential coverage was in north, north central Missouri. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh, what we do know. I mean, Here's what's going on. What? Today's Monday, and that's on Friday. Exactly. They don't know. So who knows they what's don't actually know. going on? I mean, there is some. There, there is some. I mean, consistency. be prepared. You know, like people that are traveling or whatever. Like I don't yeah. know. Make an alternate plan well, just I, in case. Well, but I made that post today. I think I got seventy-one shares. But people are like, no. I had people messaging me today. I didn't even know you had posted. <laughs> 
I was aware well, of... you don't check Storm Darweather. I, I, okay, I was a little busy because... That's true. I, I don't know if you know this or not. I actually do other things during the day. No! I actually... TikTok. Uh, TikTok, look for fun facts. Hello? Uh, no. She oh. didn't have me around to entertain, so... Oh, oh. Which meant I had time to clean the house. I, I will oh. say, I came home and the house was... Immaculate. Thank you very much. The closet was even clean and vacuumed. <laughs> wow. Give you some applause on that. I was like, like what? Where did my wife go? Where did my wife go? <laughs> Who's here? <laughs> you're, you're digging that hole just deeper. So okay, deeper. so we had some doghouse last week. Anyway, I was anyway. busy today. Yeah, so you didn't do. Yeah, so you got. The, and I the, start getting messages. Okay. I got like three that I can remember. Yeah, but. You made those posts pretty early, like before I even got up out of bed. Well, I saw everybody was well, talking about it. I didn't it. Like, see I the posts, and I got these messages saying, um, my best friend's bachelorette party is this weekend, two hours away. Like, are we going to get snow? What are we going to do? Right. Someone in my office said we were going to get snow. Are we getting eight inches of snow on Friday? Like, I mean, people were. And then, like, someone was flying out for spring break vacation. Yeah. I got a comment on that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Branson spring break starts this Friday. We only have a half oh, day. Oh, great. So oh, I had people her. saying. I even made the comment when we were on the water. <laughs> it's always warm the week before spring break. But I'll then be always. As soon as spring break starts, was this, this Friday. It's slammed with cold. Boom. It's going to be cold. <laughs> oh, my you gosh. You watch it. And sure enough. Sure enough, it is So happening. I was like, who? told you this you know and they're like well, we saw it on Stormdar. i'm like oh okay well, well i let need to me, look at Stormdar. let me check storm i mean because Corey had showed me the maps last night yeah but we weren't talking about it i also showed randy the maps last night yeah yeah well he showed me the map late last night and i'm like but it's sunday well okay now now i i mean uh, Corey uses pivotal weather and i use tropical tidbits and sometimes pivotal weather but there was some outage going on i don't know what was happening there was an outage and and tropical tidbits was way behind on their model updates because you you sent me something from pivotal it's like on stonefall mouse like pivotal what? is privy to extra updates so, so I need to check I that more. That outage problem too, but it was with soundings and not with the models oh. themselves. See, Corey is so smart. I don't know. Anyway, we're talking about snow. Let's get to the next segment. Model minute. Model minute. What do they say? It's the model minute. Okay, so it's all yours. Before oh, what? you do your model minute, what? can I break uh, in He just quickly? played the open for that. Okay. Well, you cut into my segment a lot. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I feel like I... Is, is it breaking news? No, but okay, what? Garen just told me a weather joke. Uh-oh. Oh. He just texted me a weather joke. Okay, what is that? How many meteorologists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Mm. I want to say I've heard this, but I don't know. I, I had not heard it. Okay, what? How many? Uh, there's a seventy percent chance that it takes only one. Uh, <laughs> oh. Well, in the storm right. world, it takes two. Yeah. Oh, Karen. Model oh. minute. Okay, there we go. <laughs> All right, let's hear the model now that you okay. have a 70% chance. Well, we're going to go with the GFS, guys. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, Corey, what's going on with the models? Um, you know, I'm looking at uh, the current time being right now, the GFS, and it's completely clear. Nothing. I'm seeing no snow. I'm going way into the future. 
there is completely no snow on this model anymore. It is completely... Oh, my goodness. Look at that. There's snow now. Oh, my gosh. Where? What day? Right over Taney County. Oh, Right when spring my. break starts. You mean well, Saturday me, when they get it, us... No, 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 no. Friday. No. Let me back it up here. Okay. Here let me back it up. Uh, snow is going to start... The according to the GFS model... Yes. Snow is going to start affecting... Western Missouri, as early as midnight Friday. Now, I've seen some models that are going a little earlier than that. Now, wait a minute. Midnight Friday, in terms, would mean... Thursday night. No. Thursday well, midnight would be going into Friday. Midnight Midnight is Friday. Friday would be Friday. It would be turning into Friday. Midnight Friday Midnight morning. Friday. There you go. Okay, there you go. The stroke of midnight anyway. on Friday is Friday. Because <laughs> Friday night... The, uh, yeah, okay, anyway. the GFS has... Some uh, frozen precipitation in the form of snow affecting the Joplin area as early as 12 a.m. Friday, March 11th. Ooh, that's early. By 3 a.m., it hasn't moved much. But it's moving closer and closer to us each time I kill this button and bite. By noon on Friday, we have a pretty good dark area of Snow right over oh, us. Oh man! This is noon on Friday. Okay, so we're gonna have to watch that because it is now. I now, will say, friends and schools are having a half day Friday. They are already having a half day Friday due to yeah spring break. They always get out right. Half, they always yeah. get a little bit early. Right. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. Right? Okay. So noon on Friday, it's pretty bad. Pretty 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 gnarly. Uh, Gnarly, dude. Okay, I'm going back. It actually hits Branson by 9 a.m. As I say, noon, though, half a day in Branson means my daughter doesn't even get out till 11.45. But this model has it hitting Branson at 9 a.m. And then heavy, heavy at noon. Okay. Heavy, heavy at 3. I mean, let's just throw in an extra spring break And starting to taper off at 6 and out of here by 8 now, let's look and see what the uh, snowfall totals will be Okay. with the GFS. I'm not looking at any model. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at one model this time. Yeah. So this is loose. Okay. This is the GFS. This is five days from now. So, yeah. GFS. We're looking at... <laughs> About seven inches, eight inches. Me not like. That's a lot of snow for me already in spring mood. Me, me, me not like. I love snow. I do. We had our snow. But We're right, done. Like I've We're really done. close to the nine inch I've mark. already seen oh. the 70s and 80s temps and enjoyed being outside. So I am not This is in line snow. of what it was saying last night. I don't want to spring. However, when I woke up this morning, the GFS had it all up near Kansas City and a little to the south. And we weren't in it at all. What, which is why the I saw that Kansas City post. It said northern, but now it's back. But now it's back. I don't really uh, want to go sledding there's for an spring area break. Up by Kansas City and our area. Oh, it's dual. There's two yes, spots. Correct. I don't like that. I me, don't want to go sledding for spring not, break. Me not like that. Okay, now that's one model. We got to say one, one model. model. Now I also will say that I'm not going to look at the other models for this model in a minute, but other models are saying snow as well. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go into. Uh, right, snow we, depths. We, we, we can't can. do that right now. Yeah, it's impossible because it will change over the but next. But when you get days. more than you know three three models or so saying the same thing, 
you, you got to pay attention. You got to kind of lean that way, yeah. And I think that was my post today. I got the German model, the Icon, and the remember that. I remember that. What's the Icon stand for? Remember that. I like. I love that. I like the name, but I'm not a fan of the model. Icosahedral non-hydrostatic. I don't know why I can remember. You that. have to say, say it like that? mean, like you're from Germany. Icosahedral non-hydrostatic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. Okay, anyway, <laughs> I'm losing credibility here. <laughs> anyway, okay, yes, Corey, go on. Yeah, um, that's all I have really. I mean, we're just gonna have to watch that. Yeah, but but you 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 hit on an extremely good point. That's not just one model saying that. There are other models saying that, too, which is why it makes sense that the National Weather Service is hitting that. And, I, you know, we're just going to have to watch it over the next few days. So to me, you know, they I woke up this morning and they were they had graphics and everything. On it, and it kind of surprised me because they usually don't hit it this early. I know. Well, and they say Unless the same thing. You know, here's a potential. The track can change. We don't know, but it's like more yeah. of a heads up type yeah. they're doing. Yeah. So that's why I was saying, how. Oh. And actually, last week I saw on the GFS, I saw it wanting to bring something in this weekend, but I didn't think it was going to be this intense. And it may not. It may not. We don't know. Yeah. You never know. Okay. Does that, does that conclude your that model minute? That concludes the model minute. Awesome. Model minute. Okay. Well, you know what? It is March. And it's time to bring back something, a segment we haven't had in a while. It's the pollen report. We're gonna that is now back in our uh what is the word? Back in our outline? Yeah, no, there's a word I'm looking for. It's back Agenda. in our uh shoot. Okay, I'll think of... I don't, know. I don't know where you're going with I that. I don't know. I'll think of it really. Anyway, the pollen report. <laughs> uh, I have been sneezing, and you said there's a lot of people in your I house that have been sneezing. I have seen several people posting of how sick they've been this whole week, <laughs> and they're blaming it on the weather changing. And, and yeah, I think there's also a bug going around. There, but, there are some bugs going around, but yeah. some people, like our kids have just been sneezing and coughing for days. Yeah, yeah. I have the itchy throat, and I sneeze a few times, two or three times a day, and then I'm fine. It's not like, you know, a cold would pretty much make you sick right. and stay there. No, allergies are like, hit me. And it's like, okay, we're good. Until the next time. <laughs> so I've been hitting tons of antihistamines and stuff. And I've been hearing that. So let me just go over the predominant pollens. This is from pollen.com. Uh, juniper, which has been kind of in the pic- excuse me, in the picture all winter uh but maple is there now so maple is starting it's one of the early people ones people were allergic to maple well but, but it's it, maple's one of these it's going it's starting in in march and then we're going to get elm and oak and, as we go down the line but uh, tuesday tomorrow it's in the medium category 4.9 wednesday also medium 5.9 thursday high end medium which is 6.5 and then the humongous snowstorm is going to come through and that's going to tank the pollen to Friday 1.9. So that's that's what's going to happen there. Oh, we've been rambling a lot on this thing. So uh, there, the, we have so much more action in the, in the B block. So let's get to the weather school. Uh, we are in March and we're going to uh, we're, we, we are getting into more storm seasons. So this week's weather school is the anatomy of a thunderstorm. How does it develop? And uh, really cool stuff. Let's get to the weather school. 
If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormed Our Weather School. This week we're going to explore one of the marvels of Mother Nature, the thunderstorm. We've all experienced thunderstorms. Some of them are gentle with little lightning and rolling thunder, but others can produce devastating weather conditions with large destructive hail, powerful winds, and tornadoes. In order to create a thunderstorm, we need to have three main ingredients. Moisture, which is fuel for the fire per se. Instability, This can be a heat source generated at the surface. And lift. This could be something like a low pressure system or wind shear. Each of these elements can exist by themselves, but you'll only get a thunderstorm when all three come together. In the summertime, two of these elements are common, moisture and instability. Just step outside on a late August afternoon and you'll certainly know what I'm talking about. Hot surface temperatures and tons of moisture just sit at the surface and make our lives miserable. The ingredient that's missing here is the lifting mechanism. That's because high pressure is usually in control of our summer pattern. A big ridge of high pressure moves overhead and that prevents any lift, so there's no way for the hot and juicy air to escape into the sky. The nuts and bolts of thunderstorm development are quite simple. The three ingredients come together and make a thunderstorm. Okay, maybe it's not quite that simple. We all know that the temperature decreases as you go up in the sky. An approaching storm system, like a low-pressure system, takes warm and moist air at the surface and lifts it up into that colder air. This is the beginning stage and where the warm, moist air starts to condense and makes a cloud. This repeated process lifts more and more juicy air upward and the condensation principle continues. The influx of water vapor constantly being shoved up into colder air will cause little tiny raindrops to form. The raindrops will try to fall due to gravity, but they'll continue to be pummeled upward by the updraft. Eventually, the raindrops will grow into a size that the updraft is unable to support this is where the raindrops will start making their way to the surface. A large mass of rain will start falling, and the rain-cooled air will start a downward track. This is the downdraft stage. And now, the machine is really getting going. Eventually, the juicy air being updrafted will run out, kind of like a car running out of gas. This lack of fuel will weaken the updraft, and the thunderstorm will begin the decaying process. The storm will continue to drop all of the condensed moisture until it runs out of steam, per se. Then, the storm will dissipate. Lightning happens when positive and negative charges get together. The moist air at the surface contains mostly negatively charged particles, and the top of the cloud has mostly positively charged particles. The updraft in a thunderstorm carries a lot of these negatively charged particles up into the sky, And if the updraft is strong enough, 
Then they'll make it to the top part of the cloud where the positive charges are, and then the party begins. The stronger the updrafting, the more negatively charged particles make it up to the top of the cloud. Hail develops when very strong updrafts carry the moisture far up into the sky where the temperatures are well below freezing. The raindrops freeze, then they try to fall. If the updraft is really strong, then the small hailstone will collect moisture on the way down, then get propelled back upstairs by the powerful updraft. And this process will continue over and over until the hailstone gets so large that the updraft can't support it anymore, and it will fall to the ground. There's one thing that prevents thunderstorms from developing. It's a phrase we've all heard the weather pros say from time to time, and that's, there's a cap in the atmosphere. Think of a cap like a lid on a pot of boiling water. The water in the pot is hot and moist, but the lid prevents the steam from escaping. If you remove the lid, then you'll notice steam rapidly rises upward into the kitchen. This is the same concept in the atmosphere. An inverted layer of air in the lower to middle levels acts like a lid or a cap so the air can't rise. However, if this cap erodes or breaks, then all that pent-up juicy air at the surface can quickly shoot up in the atmosphere into much colder air. That causes it to condense and starts the process of developing a thunderstorm. Let's talk about some of the types of thunderstorms. There's the single-cell or pulse-type storm. This type of thunderstorm occurs with one updraft and one downdraft. These storms usually develop in the summertime when there's a cap dividing the moist hot air at the surface and the colder air upstairs. The cap prevents the air from rising, but there can be little areas where that cap becomes weak. And this is the place where the surface air can overpower that weak spot in the cap. These pulse-type storms are usually isolated and many times just bubble up and then rain themselves out and then collapse. A lot of times they don't move much because there's really no steering mechanism upstairs to push them anywhere. So they'll, they could remain stationary or slowly drift in erratic directions. This is where you can get a huge dump of rain in as little as 15 minutes. The strength of the updraft determines how strong these little buggers can get. Sometimes these storms can quickly become severe with large hail because of the extreme updrafting and you'll get very strong winds due to the rain-cooled air downdrafting back to the surface. These types of storms usually don't produce tornadoes just because this particular structure doesn't support it. Another type is called a multi-cell cluster. This is where several single-cell thunderstorms develop in an area, and they're all in different stages of development. Groups of cells just bubble up and down and they merge into one another to create stronger cells. The individual cells normally don't last long, but they could keep bubbling up in various locations for a couple of hours before exhausting all the available moisture or instability. Another type is called a multi-cell line. This is where a long line of thunderstorms can extend for hundreds of miles. You've probably heard this called a squall line. The fancy term we use is QLCS, or Quasi-Linear Convective System. The line moves into an unstable air mass and taps into energy 
and storms constantly redevelop over and over again as they move forward into the rich air mass. Thunderstorms along this line can be quite strong with large hail and strong outflow winds. The strong winds in a squall line are usually the result of downdrafting air from the storms spreading out as they reach the surface. Tornadoes can form along these squall lines, but you mostly get strong straight-line winds, sometimes gusting well over 70 miles an hour. And finally, the supercell. Supercells are a special kind of single-cell storm that can last for hours. These are the ones that have the ability to twist and are responsible for producing tornadoes. The updrafts in supercell thunderstorms can get over 100 miles an hour, creating extremely large hail, sometimes to the size of softballs. Violent tornadoes can develop from supercells due to very strong wind shear. That's strong winds blowing at different directions with height. And this shear gives a thunderstorm the ability to rotate. We hope this gives you some insight on how thunderstorms develop and the potential damaging effects they have. Remember, if you can hear thunder, then lightning is near. Always heed this warning. When thunder roars, go indoors. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you know how a thunderstorm is made and what ingredients need to be present to get those big boomers and lightnings and tornadoes and stuff. So That was a lot of information. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty long one. That's one of my longest ones I've, I've ever done. It's close to 10 minutes, so I apologize. They're normally 5 to 7, so blah, 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 blah. Well, we should all know this is Severe Weather Preparedness Week. Uh, the National Weather Service all around the country uh, are doing uh, a special special thing this week so everybody can uh, prepare for severe weather because we are right around the corner. Now, uh, each day this week, each weekday this week, they are going to highlight and focus on something, uh, a severe weather tactic. I mean, what you can – anyway, so – I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> on Monday, today, uh, they focus on how you can receive weather information. Tomorrow on Tuesday is tornado safety, and they are going to have a statewide tornado drill at 10 o'clock, I guess. That's usually the time they it's do that. 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock, yeah. yeah. So uh, hopefully all the schools, businesses uh, all around uh, Missouri – are going to practice. If you hear that tornado warning, go to your safe spot, blah, 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 blah. I remember doing this that This is when they should be having all their uh, storm spotter classes, too. They're starting. They, yeah, they, they, are, I mean, they're they actually starting. They starting yes. up. So, like, if you, you know, if that's something that interests you. Yeah, yeah. Go. Actually, they Even are Even if you don't want to be an official storm spotter, like, yeah. the class is so Just cool. Learn. Yeah. Because you get to know what kind of clouds to look for mm -hmm. and all that cool stuff. And I think so. they actually use the SLC acronym that you said before. You, you, you'll you learn to identify what is an SLC and what and is an actual. wall cloud. Yeah, a tornado going. So, those are, and they're free. They're offered by yeah, the National Service. Yeah, they're always free. Yeah, so. So if you see one in your area, just go to class. It's a half day. Our kids I think. have, if that, they're a couple hours. Yeah, very informative. Our kids have all been. And I, I want to go again because each year 
they have new technology. And it had been years since I've gone, like, before, and it's like, oh, my gosh, they have all this new technology now. So that's in, that's interesting. So that's Tuesday is tornado safety. Wednesday is lightning safety. Thursday is hail and wind. Uh, we should know, uh, should know, I don't know if Sharon knows, what is the criteria for severe weather? You may not know. I don't know. Corey knows. I I mean, I I probably will recognize it, but offhand, I don't think I could. Yeah. It's hail. One inch in diameter. I'm like, you're just showing me a line. Which one inch is how big? Would it be penny size? Would it be dime size? Would it be nickel size? It'd be like quarter size. It is quarter size. I'm going to give you a ding. And actually, the reason that we're doing this. So many people do not know this, and that's okay, and that's why we're doing this, so people can learn how to recognize what is so severe. So the hail has to be a quarter size to be considered severe? Quarter size or bigger. And then, yeah, that's one of the criteria. Uh, another criteria is wind. You may not, may or may not know this one. Wind in excess of, if you don't know it, that's okay. 40. Oh my goodness! No, that, that's tropical storm. No, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Corey. <laughs> I thought tropical storm was seventy. Well, no, tropical storm is forty. Hurricane is seventy-four. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, uh, fifty-eight mile per hour or greater. So I was under. Well, it's okay. Tropical storm. I right. thought I was saying too but, much. But I will say though, uh, they and they have things called special weather statements or severe weather statements that are pre-severe or sub-severe, I yeah, guess. Yeah, but we don't know this feature of those. I heard they're yeah, going to oh, be going bye-bye. Really? Okay, the statements is not, you know, in the in terms of advisories as well. They're oh. all, you know, so we'll see what they do with those. Interesting. I did not hear that. Yeah. So they might be doing away with it. Yeah. I don't know if they'll do away with it. They may call it something different. Okay. Because right now, a special weather statement for a thun- a strong thunderstorm is maybe like, what, penny size, penny size hail and winds of 50, which right. are not considered destructive, but they're pretty intense. And usually they will enter something like, issue something like that if... They think something is going to ramp up into a severe cross. Yesterday, they issued a severe weather or a special weather statement for Eastern Taney County, and it wasn't two minutes later. I typed it all out, and they issued a severe thunderstorm warning. Don't you hate that? Two minutes later, after that, they issued a tornado warning. Oh my! Oh really? Yeah. So it went from special weather statement to severe to oh my gosh. Well, that thing was wrapping up then. I mean, that was going. Yeah, it was. Uh, okay, and then Friday is flood safety, and I think people just just regard flood. They say, "Oh, yeah, it's going to flood away." You know, you know that's one of those things where people don't. And I, me myself, have have done this back years ago before Corey started really doing weather. I would see a flood warning, and I'm thinking because I grew up in a town that floods. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the entire town floods, and so I'm thinking flood warning. So when I would see a flood. Warning for where I'm at, and I'm not near any water, per se. I'm like, eh, you know. Yeah. I, I'm like, what's the big deal? You're telling me it might, whatever. So, but they don't understand that that affects small 
streams, rivers, exactly any you know any kind of water that's See, running. Where we come and, from in Oklahoma, that's more of a river flood warning. It's going to flood. We know it's going to come, and you know it's coming days in advance because yeah, the river starts way up in Kansas, and if it Kansas if gets a lot of there, rain, then it's going to be downstream the Neosha River runs through Miami before it hits Grand Lake. So you know it's coming. And we know the yeah. areas of town that are going to be affected. So mm-hmm. you know if you're going to be affected or not. You know that, you That's know, smart. just avoid it's those parts smart. of town. So like, 93 miles to the west. And that's exactly where we live from Miami. 93 miles to the west. Things are different because you have different terrain. You have mm-hmm. uh, a different build of the uh, the layers of the sediment. The, uh, the ground is built differently. It's more rock over here. Oh, right. Also... There are hundreds, if not a thousand, low water crossings right. in the Ozarks in general. Uh, and some of them are not low water crossings unless it's raining, because you have a lot of runoff from the rain. You wouldn't think that. And most of them have signs that says, "Yeah, right. may be covered, yeah. or may be impassable during rain." And that's precisely why we've had those flood watches now. Even though the amounts haven't been that great, because you would think a flood watch, oh, three or four inches of rain. No, one or two inches of rain, because it's all running off into those streets. And uh, we've seen too many times here in our own very town right here, people, and not intentionally, like, you know, there's the whole turnaround, don't drown. There's the people that stop at the water and be like, eh, I can make it. Right. There's people that truly don't see it coming. When it's dark yeah. in Branson, there are some low oh rider crossings. Yes. You come upon them and you're in them before you even realize it. Oh, yeah. And those cars get carried away and we've seen people lose their lives. So Exactly. I, I feel like we just don't stress how serious people need to take. Just because you see yeah. flood warning come across your phone, you're like, eh, doesn't affect me. Right. You really do need to be cautious when you're out driving and especially in an area you're not super familiar with or Exactly. You know, and 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 to be fair, it doesn't like I don't live in a flood prone area, but right around me does. So, you well, know, let me tell you, let me tell you something. Okay. Severe weather season. There are and I am an advocate of it, the weather radio. Mm-hmm. People will turn off that weather radio in the middle of the night. Not because of severe thunderstorm warnings, but because of the multiple... Multiple amount of flood warnings. Flash flood warnings. Right. They get tired of it, and then it goes off, and they forget to turn it back on for the next round of severe weather. Uh, I see that I did that years ago. You what? When we... What? When we... I remember living in Web City with two small babies... At home, and that dang weather radio would be going just, off just, nonstop saying, flash flood, flash flood. I'm like, yeah. I'm not driving anywhere. I'm at home. I don't care. Good night. Right. And you're waking my kid up. So, i guilty. Before I understood what it was telling me, now I get it. Right. And can't you now program your weather radios? You can program it per county. But you can't program it for... But you can't tell it maybe what some, kind Maybe of the higher end ones. Maybe because my my mother lives in Springfield. There is no way she's not even close to. And I understand what you mean. She doesn't need the flood warning. Right. If you're not going, she needs the other ones. Traveling person. Yeah, she needs the other ones. So I I thought there was a way to do that. I I don't know. I don't know. But regardless, flooding take flooding seriously. It it occurs. It does take lives and absolutely turn around. 
take a few minutes out of your day. Yes. I don't care how late you're going to be. It's not worth your life. What's what's that phrase again? Turn around, don't drown. It. What's the, What is it that takes less than how much water to... Oh, is it like six inches it's of water? It's will sweep your whole car away. Yeah, it, people don't understand the power of water. So, yeah. Okay, so that's what's going on this week. Now, in light of uh, FEMA doing this, I want to talk about this. I'm gonna, there are 12 ways to prepare. Now, uh, some of these we've covered, so this is going to be like a quickie. But I want to talk about some of these um, that, you, that uh, we can implement and you can implement. So, first of all, sign up for alerts and warnings, which we just talked about. Have a weather radio. Have it on your phone. Get an alert whether you have... Now, this is not just flooding. This is anything. Severe thunderstorm. Uh, winter storm. <laughs> in Friday, we could get winter. I don't know. Anyway... Sign we up might for get alerts. all the different warnings in one week. Well, yeah, we might. That's what I'm afraid to, of. Welcome to Missouri, yeah. I wouldn't uh, be like the we, first time. I mean, we already have once this winter. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, two, make a plan. Have a plan of action. Now, uh, now we are focusing on severe weather, uh, obviously, now. If you get a tornado warning, what do you do? No, you don't go outside and take a camera and watch it like me and Corey do. I mean, we do, <laughs> but you shouldn't do that. No. <laughs> no, if you get a tornado warning... Go we to, go live on Facebook. We I go live. Yeah, we go live on Facebook. But take go, your phone down to your shelter and watch Stormdar from there. Exactly. Go to the lot lowest, of people do that. Lowest level of your house, the most inner part that doesn't have windows. Stay away from windows. If you're in a mobile home, leave. Leave. It please now. leave. Do not stay in that. And that is home. a. I'm glad you brought that up. That is a huge. Make a plan. If you have a tornado warning, have a plan have so a you can get go. out of that that mobile home. Uh, a third number three. Save for a rainy day. I'm not quite sure what that means. Maybe have enough money in case. You, well, you have to think people who are on uh, medications, life-saving medications. There you go. There you, you need go. to make sure you have those on hand if something were to happen. That makes sense. You're exactly you look, right. You look back at Joplin, oh pharmacies, gosh. the hospitals, things were blown you down. You can't get anything. So people yeah. could not get their medications and oxygen. Mm. Make sure you have plenty of oxygen on hand. Yeah, Asthma medications. Can. Yeah, that, that Exactly. Thank you for clarifying. Banks I was thinking, can what? get blown away, and you may not have access to your money. Yeah. So so put that cash in the, in the mattress. For a rainy day. <laughs> yeah, good that idea. Old saying comes true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, number four: practice emergency drills. Now that's what we're doing tomorrow. Uh, statewide schools, businesses, everybody take plan. If you are at school, what do you do? Practice the drill. If you get a tornado warning, you we, think they'll do that in Branson? They did. They have in the past. I don't know. They'll do a. I have no idea. They'll like put they them would. all in the hallway and. I feel like they would because mm. we're in an area we'll where ask. it could be seen. Our kids know at home where we go and we know where their bike helmets are. Right. Oh, they, that's a good point. They know to get their bike helmets and put your get bike in the helmet. Tub. Protect your head. Protect your head because if something happens to your head, you gone. It's it's a horrible point to make, but mm-hmm. that was one of those things where I did not think about until Joplin. There were <laughs> people don't think about children it. that. Were lost just solely because something hit their head. Right. Had they had right. some kind of protective, had they known, mm-hmm. then I understand. they could still be here. Yeah, and we've talked about this before on the podcast. You know, it, it, it helmets protect. You know, go in, the, in in your in your safe spot, but have that helmet on. It's not the storm that kills you. 
Well, it is. I mean, it's well, the, it's de- result it's of the, storm, the debris right. being thrown exactly. by the winds. And people have it's seen... It's what hits you. Yeah, people have seen... If you look at a tornado that's in proximity, you've got debris... In the floating in the air, which is the most eerie thing I've it's ever seen. It's not the wind that necessarily blows you away. It's the, what hits you. What hits you being blown in the wind. Yeah, a big two by four can just slam it 80, 90, 100 miles an hour. Into, into, no, let's not think about it. Okay, uh, number five, test family communication plan. So, like with me, if I see a tornado going up towards my mother, I will have communication with her. I will tell her, you need to go into your safe spot. Or if it's coming towards me, I will communicate with my mother. I'm going to my safe spot. Let family know where you are Let, before because before, you right. will lose signal most likely during storm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That so, wind will blow the cell towers down. You won't have any signal. If you know there's severe weather possibility in your area for the day, even if it's not even begun yet, mm-hmm. let your family know where you will be so they know where to look for you if something happens. Yeah. Yeah. And it's as simple as a text or a phone call. I'm going to be here from this time to this time. Well, that's when the... There was one time here in Branson that we were under a tornado warning. And, I mean, it was one of those ugly-looking tornado coming for us. Mm. And we were all in different areas of town. I I think I was at work. Corey was maybe at work. We had kids at sitters. We had kids at school. We were literally in four different parts of the town. And it was horrible. But we knew where each other was. That's a smart thing. And at any point like we kept updating where we were and when it was over we were able to i was in the closet with the kids not all of them remember the one that and somebody the got, kid too. somebody got stuck really? at school yeah it was right because when school, if they it was right after school let if out. there's a warning within a certain period of time when school lets out they're not going to stick kids on buses oh right right and release them out so they're they're going to they held them at school until it passed. But now all kids have phone. Well, most kids have phones. You can communicate. That's the family communication. Which Garen thing. has done with us. Like, he's let us know. Very smart. You know, hey, I'm in a hallway. I'm here. Whatever. I'm okay. I get to go in the girls' bathroom. I remember that when I was a kid. It's like, we get to go in the girls' bathroom. <laughs> and, and the girls were like, ugh, we're in the boys' bathroom. Get them out. No, yeah. we were in the boys' bathroom going, Bleh. <laughs> Yeah, well, they learned. Anyway, <laughs> okay, number f- number six, and this is very important, safeguard documents. If you live, like, uh, I say anywhere from Moore, Oklahoma to Joplin, Missouri, I hate to say that, but they tend to be right in that the zone there. Make sure you've got your documents in a safe place, either uh, a, a safety deposit at a bank it's not a guarantee because if the bank gets blown away, then you don't have your. But make make sure they're electronic. Put them in, you know, electronic, and then put them in a Dropbox so you can access them anywhere. Say anything to safeguard documents. Um, uh, okay, number seven: plan with neighbors, which is basically kind of what you said, but only on a neighbor. Uh, which way. we've done. We've had neighbors that had basements when we didn't. Yeah, and the whole neighborhood knew. They made it well known. If there's a storm, come to us. Yes. We will. And we did. When, Beautiful. And we're right at, we're just slightly past the year mark of the Branson tornado. Yeah. The <clears> not year the year mark. mark. The anniversary. Ten, ten year. Sorry. It's a lot of anniversary. years. <laughs> the anniversary mark. Yeah. That was just this past week. Yeah. And that's absolutely what we did. Um, we had a neighbor that had a basement. We did not. There were several neighbors in the in the area that didn't have a basement, and they had said prior, you know, if there's ever a storm, and by golly, 2 o'clock in the morning, we were calling her saying, open the door, we're all coming. 
and we did our entire and they street did. That's was great. gathered in one basement. Perfect. Perfect. That's what you Get need. Get to you know need to your neighbors. If you're going to live in Tornado Alley and you don't yeah. have a basement, yeah, know your neighbors. Make a friend. If you don't have a cellar, you know. Right. If you live in a trailer house in Tornado oh. Alley, make a friend that has a, a house. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of house, number eight is make your home safer. Trying to figure that one out. Make your home safer. I mean, add a storm Upgrade. shelter? I, I, that would, yeah. Yeah. That doesn't make your home safer. It makes you safer, a storm shelter. You know, Does that make a, any sense, Corey? I mean, I'm trying to figure out. Make your home safer. That's one, number eight. I mean, that's my only thing is that you can upgrade or, or put in a storm shelter. This is from FEMA. For but also, uh, this reminds me of when we lived in Web City. Our storm shelter, we didn't have a storm shelter, but where we went was our laundry room. That was the centermost point of our home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you got to think, debris. Right. Flying no objects. No windows. There was no so. windows, but there was a lot of, like, if you've got a lot of tools and things hanging on the wall, yeah. that's not really the best place. You need to find another place for those, or you need to find a place to go. But you ha- know, think of Twister, the movie, when they, well, went, that was in, wild, when yeah. they went into that shed thinking they were going to be safe, but there was literally knives of huge knives hanging on all the walls. Yeah, that's not the place to go, because those are going to yeah. become flying objects. Yeah. So yeah. I'm thinking, you know, if you're going to have a safe place in your home, it needs to be a designated safe place that there are no objects in that room. Right. That and, could harm. And you. I like uh, I like you either utility rooms or bathrooms because there's pipes that will add extra reinforcement. I like that. <clears throat> Since the Joplin tornado, yeah, the sales of of uh, safe rooms skyrocketed in the Missouri Ozarks, southeastern Kansas. Northeast Oklahoma, my grandparents have one. And they spent pretty good money on it. And I'm glad they have it. Which we've used. Yes, we have. Yeah. But it's in their garage. And uh, you'd be surprised how many safe rooms in people's garages since then have uh, accumulated debris, not from a tornado, but people just using them as storage areas. Don't use your say your oh don't do that. So I always like to say in the springtime when I know when I see when I see a yeah (laughs) storm on the horizon, it's time to clean out that safe room. Clean out that that safe room (laughs) because what's in that safe room isn't important. You need to be in that safe room. You need to have room in that safe room. Yeah. Yeah, 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 because it's going to be it's going to save your life. Right. They're not closets, they're safe rooms. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, number 9, no evacuation routes. So that's a biggie. Uh if you if you're I guess if you're in town or if you're what you know no no evacuation routes. I guess that would depend on where the tornado I mean if you get debris mm-hmm. it's not necessarily geared toward tornado so much because yeah. you don't know where that tornado is going to go right because it could like destroy your evacuation route but a severe thunderstorm or a flood or flood definitely flood yeah. yes get out if that stream right. or creek starts rising know how to get out of there and not and don't do it on the side that is going to block you from getting you know away i mean don't be stranded is the whole point of that see See, that's why I have you on the podcast, because I was like, what? <laughs> okay. Uh, number 10, assemble or update supplies, which is exactly 
goes on your thing, Shara. Make sure your weather radio has updated batteries. G- batteries. Candles. Candles. Uh, make when sure there is severe weather, yeah. when you know there is a chance of severe weather that day, make sure your all your phones and devices are fully charged. Charged. Because you might lose power. Canned goods. Make sure you have canned goods and a can opener. A lot of people say, I got canned goods, but I can't get in them. <laughs> I can't open You know, just some things people don't think of is yeah. medications. Do you have exactly. Medications. Do you have enough formula in case the store gets blown away? Right. For your baby. Do you have diapers? Bottled water. Always make, you know, fill jugs up. My mother does that for winter storms or severe. Fill jugs up because you're going to need some water. May I say something? Of course you can. Okay. What? <laughs> I didn't know we were taking over. Oh, I'm making my own little category here. Okay. When there's a severe weather day and it's very well advertised, and I'm talking about the dreaded high risk. Oh, the moderate high risk. Oh, Don't my gosh. be afraid to form an, not so much form an opinion, but take matters into your own hands. If you don't feel that it's safe to send your kids to school... When we're in a high-risk area, then don't send your kids to school. We have done that. When we're in a high-risk area. We have absolutely now, kept our kids home on a high-risk day. When we're in so when smart. we're in Oklahoma City or more, you know, those tornadoes are more likely to hit during a school hour by the time they yeah, get here. Yeah, general it's not, time, but exactly. But that's not, you know, that's not set in stone or anything. They can happen anytime. Right. <clears throat> but, but we have absolutely done that. Don't feel bad for acting on that. That's why they put those high risks out. Yes. We have picked yes. our kids up early from school on a day when it was a high risk that afternoon. We went to the school and I very plainly said, you know, because they have you sign the form of why are they leaving? And I'm like, there is a severe threat of weather that is very likely and I want to know where they are. And I do not want to know that they're at school. I want them with me. There you so go. I've absolutely done that. Yeah. Now, now don't get crazy because now we know a lot of a lot of people are very scared of storms. If you get a marginal risk now, I'm or talking, a slight risk, no, right? But some people will people, do that. Yeah. We're in a slight risk. I'm gonna give no. no yes, no. but I would even act sometimes on a moderate risk. That's what I was gonna say. You when you get to when moderate, you get all of the news out, yeah. outlets saying, "Hey, this is." really probably going to yeah, happen. There long, is a huge chance. Intense tornadoes, long track. Uh, yeah, I I I'm with you guys. I would rather us all be in the same place than my kids are at school and not that our I, schools don't take good care of our kids, but Yes. I'm going to call this on March 7th. <laughs> Today. Okay. There's going to be a high risk in this area this year. 100% agree. I, I feel yes. like we've already had those small risks in the middle of the dead of winter. So There's spring, a, I feel like, yeah. It's not just a whim. It's a whim. There weird... are certain criteria that makes me form that opinion. We could have a complete other it's podcast not, on this. That's right. Not only that we're due, Mm-mm. but just the way no. that everything is set up right now. Yep. Yep. And Totally agree. You add a little bit of climate change in there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it could happen. And I just have that. I'm just Lanigan. have that feeling. That's no. exactly what I'm saying. And I totally agree. With I you. want to add this okay. because we said the preparedness, and if you're in a mobile home, whatever, get out. Yes. Um, 
a lot of smaller towns will have tornado safe areas. They will have signs. Yes. A lot of, and I don't. That's true. I don't, I don't like calling attention to this, but a lot of people. We have um, some mobile parks down by the landing. People that travel that are staying there, but mm-hmm. also people that live there in RVs and mobile homes. Right. Right. And there are places you can go. Um, and the big one is hospitals. Hospitals really? have oh, yeah? safe, they have tornado safe areas designated in their hospital, within their hospital. And anybody that walks in the door and says, I am just here for the storm, they will direct you to that tornado safe hallway area, wherever it is. They will take you in. They will keep you safe. Good. Hollister High School is also a, 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 a designated storm designated, shelter. Yeah. Uh, unless school's in session. Unless school is That's in what session. what I heard. Hmm. Because they don't want to just bring in anybody with the kids there. Oh. You got to be careful. Honestly, that kind of makes sense. But, I mean, I when I worked at, it used to be Skaggs, now Cox Hospital, Cox uh-huh. Branson. Uh, you have no idea how many people would come in from those mobile home parks. Well, a lot of or people come there just to park apartment. in the garage to get their oh, car out of so hail. so many people would just pull into the garage. Or a tornado warning. They right, would just right, yes, pull the into oh, yeah. the Because they didn't have anywhere else to go. They would literally just pull their car into the deepest part of the underground garage and just park there to be safe but we had people coming in in droves from the and i worked in a tornado safe area the area i worked was a recovery room but we had no windows and we were in the central part of the hospital okay so during a storm of course we don't do surgeries when there's tornado warnings and stuff we shut down surgery and we would have people coming in off the street that just need a place to go, and we would pile them all in our recovery room until yeah, it was over. Because if it's a tornado, it's not going to last long, right? It's it's just it's just not. I mean, I would say if it's a tornado warning, maximum hour maybe, unless there's multiple events. Yeah, if it's like that. one event, yeah. I mean, like yesterday, I mean, we had a storm and it went, and then all of a sudden, bam, we had another storm. You know, that's going to be a while, but so just know your know your area. I just have a hunch. April and May could be interesting. I think the end of March could be interesting too. It could be. Uh, it's eh. could be. Weather's just all over the place right now. It really is. <laughs> it really is. You know, tornadoes yesterday, snow on Friday. Anyway, so number okay. So you, you I'm going to count yours as number uh, eleven. So number twelve here. Get involved in your community, which is basically what you said, Shara. Is just know your neighbors. You know, where do you need to, you know, if you get a tornado warning, where am I going to go? Where am I going to do? And number 13, which is 10 or whatever, document and insure property. Now, I think that's for more for flooding, honestly. Because, well, see, a lot of these homeowner associations, they have, you got to buy flood insurance because if you're But there's a lot of renters. And if you are a renter, your stuff within your home is not insured. Oh, the property that's true. owner has insurance on the home itself, but not what's not inside the it. So, oh, renters so insurance is pretty cheap, though. It is very. It's no, usually, that's good. It's more expensive in Tornado Alley, but it is usually very reasonable. Um, like I said, if you're renting in an apartment or something, you must have renters insurance or your stuff. Yeah. If it gets blown away in it's, an apartment building, it's not their fault. <laughs> they're only going to cover the apartment building itself, not the belongings. Wow. Yeah, so there, there you have it. There's twelve slash thirteen. Everything that was a great, great one you added, Corey. I love that. Um, so severe weather preparedness. It is March. It is the beginning of meteorological spring. March twentieth is astronomical spring, and like Corey just said, 
we anticipate it's going to be kind of an interesting, interesting part. So, all right, uh, let's get to the next segment, which is in other news. And there's just a couple of things on here. Um, last week, you talked about the ghost. You posted a video of something. Yeah. There was a rocket. That went up. Yes. Yeah. I watched it. I'm glad you texted me because like, oh my gosh, they're going live. And you posted it to the page. You shared it to the page. We could watch. Ghost T was launched on March 1st at 3.38 at Central Time. Uh, They launched that. It's going to replace uh, Goes West. Okay, which which was R. Which was... uh, R S S. It went up second. R was the first one, which is east. R's east. Okay. S. I didn't realize S had problems. Oh, I didn't either. It did. Oh, There's is some, that uh, why they're doing it? Okay. There were some issues with some processing on that. Now, it still works. They're going to move that to a uh, stationary orbit, and it's going to be a backup. Gotcha. Okay. Now, that makes sense. Now, case- Ghost T went up on uh, March 1st, and it won't reach orbit until eight days later, which will be a couple days from now. Okay. That's almost 23,000 miles up. That's a long way. <laughs> that is a long way. Can you imagine? It's going to start. It won't take too long. To start getting experimental products from that. I remember when the other two went up, it was almost immediate. Yeah, it was like a day or two once it started going. Unreal. And high res. My mm-hmm. gosh. Yes. Goes uh, 17, which is, you know, goes S. Okay. Launched four years ago. It launched on the four-year anniversary of that, that which was... The one that's replacing. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, it did have a problem with the performance of his main weather instrument, the Advanced Baseline Imager, or the ABI. So Noah decided to replace it. That's an expensive replacement. Yeah. (laughs) We'll just shove another rocket up there. (laughs) Ghost-T is the third of four satellites in the GOES-R series of geostationary weather satellites. That are built by Lockheed Martin. The fourth, but you don't know what it's called, mm-hmm. goes you. Eh, I figured it was going to be scheduled to launch <laughs> in 2024. Yes. But what's different about this one? It's going to launch on a SpaceX rocket. Ooh. SpaceX Falcon. Ooh. Is that Elon? It is. That's Elon. Okay. And it's going to launch in two years. Okay. I don't know where it's, where, where exactly it's going to replace, but uh, it's even more high tech. They're building it now. It takes that long. Oh, gosh, yes. Well, I mean, with each satellite they shove up there, it's going to be higher tech, higher tech. I mean, it's going to be like... It's like it's like the next version of iPhone. We're, you know, eventually, Corey, it's <laughs> going to be real-time video is what they're... You know, you basically have that. You basically have that now. I mean, if you do one minute updates, I mean, you, you look can for kinda... fires. You go to the satellite, right? Now, yeah, lightning. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Volcanoes. <laughs> Any, anything. Unreal. Ooh, and that big volcano. Yeah. Ooh, that, that was something? wild. Yes. Yeah. You know, I did after watching that link. I did notice something really, really cool. Um, it's kind of a fun fact. Uh, one minute. Okay, they launched the rocket. One minute after it launched, the rocket had reached a speed of nineteen hundred miles per hour within one minute after launching. Now that is some propulsion. It sure is. Wow. Eleven point seven billion dollars. For that rocket or that yep. whole thing. Oh my gosh. And I gotta tell you, when I was watching it, once they said, you know, that five, four, three, two, one, go ignition, whatever, I actually got goosebumps. Oh yeah, that's I really got cool. like that's one of those just. It's cool. It just never gets old. It's so cool to watch. Yeah. When we the day we stood at the dam when they sounded the alarm that they were open in the dam, uh-huh. it's like Ooh. your heart just beats a little faster, and you do you get those goosebumps, and your hair stands on end, and it's lightning just, strikes you, and then you're it's you're, just cool. Well, yeah, and you get rushed to the hospital because light you so and never mind. So, <laughs> uh, goes eighteen. Which is what just went up, will not go into operational mode until January 2023. That makes sense. They keep yeah. everything in experimental, right? For especially, it's going to take a while to trade out the two satellites. Okay, so for oh, a while, oh, for okay. a while they'll have two operating at the same time. I was going to say they'll have to get them both going right. and then take well, the, the other one out of the first one. Yeah, then kick Go the other 17 one. has a problem with its cooling system, and they didn't want it to fail. Oh. So, yeah. So they're gonna, that's why they're going to have to sit so another they one. they sent the other one up to. That's, a, that's crazy. Right. Well, it's going cool. to be instrumental. And they're very excited about the Western wildfires, and they're going to be able to check smoke and actual hot spots more efficiently than what they have now. I wonder if it's 8K. Because the other one is 4K. But you're talking about bandwidth. I want to know how they're going to send all that stuff back to Earth. 23,000 miles. When you go up into an airplane and fly, you don't even get cell service. (laughs) Because you're way You know, it's like it's 23,000 miles in the sky. And it's sending back data like at this speed. It's going to image the full disk, not just the west. The Mm. full disk every 10 minutes. So. Wait. Exactly. That's what I was wow. waiting for. I, I hit it. I was like, I was waiting for it. Well, you saw me. I hit it. I, I like, saw him hit it, and I was like, Wait. there's no sound. Okay, so there it's working. How? <laughs> like, I keep it just like smacking my thing. Is that, is that you all done? you got? You got more. Uh, well, I got, I hate to be a hyper, you know? <laughs> I hate that, but I just want to be first at something. <laughs> okay. I want to win. Well, Goes U is going up in 2024, right? Right. Well, I want to be the first to mention this. Okay. Because a lot of those Oklahoma City meteorologists, they like to be first on everything. Well, we can be first at something. I'm going to be first. Okay. Even though I'm not, I mean, this is old news, but what also happens in 2024? I know. Yeah, you do. We talked about that. It's. Two years and one month from tomorrow. Yay! Sherry, you know? 
Oh my goodness. I know. Oh my goodness. Two years and one month from okay, tomorrow. It's an election off, year, but that's no, November. No, I'm taking off work to oh, drive oh, to... No, 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 I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay, okay, okay. It? it's going to be another, like, yeah, one of those. What? Eclipse days. There you go. <laughs> I remember now. Yes. Oh, I've, uh, you know, we, that's logged in and here. And we are taking you to a total... Oh, I'm going. Coverage place. I, where, where are we going to go? We're going to go down to Arkansas, or we're going to go to Southeast Missouri. No, I'm going to go. I'm down to Arkansas. Wherever the yeah. I'm going to Arkansas. The totality is. Well, well, it kind of goes through both. I, no, right. I'm going I south. I mean, there's other places. You go to Mountain View, and you're going to be fine. Yeah. No, I'm going south. That's not very far. I well, want I mean, where it's going to be complete totality. The bugs are chirping, and uh, the oh, street yeah. lights come on. Total tal. Well, that's going to happen. It's total tality. Two years. Yes. I know. That and was a month. <laughs> that was good times, and I can't wait for my kids to see it again. I got a yeah. partial with my mom. My little ones weren't old enough to remember, so I th- you know what? I might just plop my mom in the car. We'll just take a trip. There you go. We can just all go together. I know. Yeah. You want to meet my mother? Trip. So I, like, I do. We're gonna, well, well, she I wants to meet you guys too. I hope to meet her before twenty twenty four. Well, no, I think th- yeah, I think why I need to take her back down to Branson and get her heart in. That's right. I know. I'll do that. Okay. Is that all? All you got on that? Um. Yeah, that's all I had. Okay. Um, I wanted to, I just got two small things. Uh, the uh, National Weather Service issued a, it's called a high and low temperature extreme for the contiguous United States as recorded by the Weather Prediction Center for February. Now, this is for February of 2022. The highest temperature in February in the contiguous, the lower 48 was 101 degrees at Falcon Lake, Texas on February 22nd. February. What? Yeah. And a lot of places uh, had been in the upper 80s and 90s. Now, the lowest temperature, okay, I'm not going to ask you to name the city, but the state. The lowest temperature recorded in February, what state, you think? Alaska. (laughs) North Dakota. Montana. <laughs> You're both wrong. <laughs> it was Antero Reservoir in Colorado. Wow. On February 3rd, it got to minus 48 degrees. I read that. I should have. Okay. Now, okay, now now this doesn't even compare to what Stewart's doing in Alaska. Okay? Right? But these are just the lower the lower 48. But remember, their cold's different than our cold. Their cold <laughs> is much different than our cold. Whatever, it's all cold. Yes. And the last thing I wanted to talk about on this one, and we will hit it next week. Don't be late for church, people. Sunday is daylight saving time. Oh, my gosh. I'm I so proud you wait. said it correctly. I cannot wait. Not daylight savings. Right, saving. saving time. If you don't want to be late for church, kids. You better set your clock early. You're or up. Right, Sorry. you're saving time. We're springing saving. forward. Spring forward. Make sure not to fall over. Uh, so yeah, so we'll talk about a lot more about that next week. And probably, I, I think there's a weather school on that too. Probably mm. do that. All right, got anything else on this segment, Corey? Only geeks say Ooh. it's saving, not savings. I'm sorry, the biggest geek of them all is the one that pounded that into my head. Randy, come on. What? Hey, I'm not. Everybody posts daylight savings time. They do. Corey's like, it's saving. You know, I I was in a big 
big one. So now it's like, stuck just, in my head. I just think, it's like when they say, it's we get thunder and lightning. Yeah. Exactly. No! <laughs> I, I did that one. I had to post that one because all of my friends were saying lightning. Yes, and thank gosh you did that. I had to let everybody know that's a medical term. You mean lightning. Yes. Okay. <sighs> we're rambling. Okay, it's time for the next segment. Get ready to get educated in Shara's fun fa- This week in weather history. <laughs> I have no fun I don't facts. have a... I, yeah, I don't... Well, I, I don't know if there's something wrong with this iPad. You see me hitting it and it doesn't do anything. So I'm like, stop! Share it. You watched me. You're sitting right across what? from it. Did you what? hit a button? Okay, I hit buttons. Yeah, share. So this week, we talked last week. You're going to do fun facts every now and then. When I have them. Yeah. But I didn't have any this week. But so. we're going to trans transverse to... This date week. in weather history. No, wait. This, this week, week in weather history. Because I want to make your drop. I want to make sure it's right. Yes. Okay, this week. So, so. I mean, because we play this podcast for the entire week. So I yeah. looked up facts, which I only have three, so... Perfect. This will be short. We're running long. so. <laughs> um, for the week, starting March 7th, 2022, this week in history, 1717, a couple of years ago, the Great Snow, a composite of four winter storms to hit the eastern U.S. in nine days, finally came to an end. Snow depths averaged 60 inches what, following what the storm. What year was this? 1717. You weren't alive. So it didn't hit the U.S.? All right, whatever. Did they have tape measures back then? Um, <laughs> we weren't called the U.S., but, I mean, Columbus discovered us in 1492, so people were here. Okay, people were here with there tape were people measures. Here. <laughs> I don't know how they measured. <laughs> Up to four feet of snow fell around Boston, Massachusetts, which God knows what it was called then. What in Boston? <laughs> and snow drifts. You just, Actually, it was. It just totally it was? blew okay. my fact away. Like, okay. psh- Wait, it's not fun facts. It's weather history. And snow drifts. Baston. Okay. Snow drifts twenty-five feet high. Twenty-five. That's two and a half stories. That was Dear just Lord. A snow drift. That was. And they probably measured the snow drift back then that too. That was reported stories, around yeah. Dorchester, Massachusetts. It's probably around their door and their windows and everything. And, everything. and their chesters. <laughs> yeah, their chesters. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Oh, that, oh. <laughs> that was so bad. Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> this is a family podcast. Okay. <laughs> We're going that off the rails. That was via the Weather Channel, so that's the oh, real okay. stuff. Yeah. Well, the um, channel was back back then naming weather. Did they did they name that? <laughs> they did. They named it. I don't know what it was. Bartholomew. It was not Winter the Chester. Chester. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yes. <laughs> 1987. 45 different cities in the north, central, and northeastern U.S. reported record high temperatures for the date. Uh, Huron, South Dakota hit 80 degrees. Uh, Pickstown, South Dakota reached 81 degrees. Rochester, Minnesota, and Rockford, Illinois smashed their previous record for the date by 16 degrees. They were all up into the 80s and 90s. Yeah, you're talking this week in weather this history. Week. So this is March, the first week of Very March. Very first week of March. Wow. They hit 80 and up South there. South Dakota, it's hey, pretty cold up there usually. Right. And they were in the 80s in March. <laughs> They're coming out of the deep freeze at they that should, point. I mean, Rochester, Minnesota. I know. They should still be buried in snow at this point. <laughs> and they were in the 80s and 90s. That's Probably crazy. an El Nino year, I'm sure. Um, 1987. Yeah, I was 
Uh, I was seven. Don't. Just don't. I was a seven. I turned eight that year. What year? 1987. I would have turned eight that July, but I was still seven. I graduated way before (laughs) from high school. I was 10, turning 11 later in that year. I turned eight that year. Moving on. 1990. (laughs) Yes. 1990, I turned 11, but I was 10 that year. I was in seventh grade. (sighs) I I moved to St. Louis. Okay. A major ice storm left much of Iowa. We went from extreme heat to extreme cold. Under a thick coat of ice. It was the worst ice storm in at least 25 years for Iowa. Perhaps the worst of the century. Up to two inches of ice coated much. Two inches of ice. That's a lot of ice. It, remember how much it took to take the power out? Oh, like Not uh, even a quarter even a of half. an inch. Yeah, yeah. Two inches of ice coated much of the western and central Iowa with three inches reported in Crawford County and Carroll County. As much as five inches of snow, sorry, ice, five inches of ice was reported on some electrical lines. That's crazy. That would have like brought him down, I would have thought. It paralyzed him. It had to. Yes, it would. Well, I mean, I meant the line. The ice downed 78 towers. In a 17-mile stretch of high-voltage feeder near Boone, costing three electric utilities $15 million. Wow. Damage to trees was incredible. Cleanup costs alone ran well into the millions. Um, Total damage from the storm was more than $50 million. That almost rivals that one you told last week where they had, what, six inches in the south? Remember you? Yep. I can't imagine that the inch and a half Springfield got in 2007 blew my mind. What crippled the area for the, I mean. For two weeks. It's like three inches, four inches. Five inches. That would affect the area for years to come. Years. Wow. Um, Yeah. Because of the. just tree the, damage. The tree, yeah, exactly. It right. would change in Springfield the, the for look. years when you drove through, there's, the tops of the trees were gone. Well, there's still some my trees. My mom and right. dad's trees on in Miami. Same same storm hit Miami. Right. So they had to chop off the top because they, you know, pretty much. Were but on I the remember, yeah. like, just yeah, on the way to Oklahoma, and like when we would drive through Springfield, and you kind of hit the outskirts of Springfield where yeah. there's a lot of trees and stuff. There, there was no tops to the trees. Everything was yeah. just trunks. Well, and that not now. And I'm diverting a little bit, but ice storm. But what after the Joplin tornado, I took my wife back to Joplin. Talk about no tops. There were no. Well, yeah. There was half the trees were gone. Well, but there were just you know tree trunks. If they were, if there that was, was a trunk, crazy. Left. You know, Mother Nature does take a take a toll. And, and think of the wildfires. We were just talking about wildfires a while ago. Wow, it's all it's all for the it's That's all, all for I stuff. Have. That's all you have. Okay, well... Remember that time? Uh-oh. At Bandcamp? Is this another no. segment? Okay. We live here in Branson. <laughs> yes, yes. And I got bored one day. How many... Most days? I was going to say I how said, many... I'm going to need a little more information than that. <laughs> it was the off-season. So it was February. Early February. Yes. And I said, let's go watch Phantom of the Opera. Mm. So we all got in the car, drove to the... Where Phantom of the Opera was. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I remember that. I'm with you now. I was pregnant with Garen. No, no, no. No, you weren't. No, you I was pregnant with Garen. If if you're talking of when we went to Iowa. We're probably going to hear from Garen at the end of the podcast. We drove to Des Moines, Iowa from Branson. I remember this. Didn't check the weather forecast. (gasps) 
North of Kansas City around was it Carney? She was pregnant. She it started <laughs> snowing. Yeah. Wasn't expecting that. Snowed from Miz- uh, north of Kansas City all the way into Des Moines. And a lot of Des Moines was closed. We had, we had a hard time smoke. finding places to eat. Had yeah, no that's right. idea that there is even snow in the forecast. Of course, they have a different forecast than we do in Iowa. Usually. Right. Oh, yeah. They still went on with the play, and we got to watch the fan of the opera, but. I was glad when we got to the nice hotel with waterfalls and everything. It was nice and warm in there, but it was snowy, snowy, snowy. And I, I was used to that. I'm not used to that, but mm-hmm. I, was, I was just remembering that. It was a good. But something happened to 14 that. 14 years ago. We went, and saw, years ago. we went and saw all the bridges. Was it the bridges of Madison County? The bridges of Madison County. Something happened to the bridges. Well, of we Madison went to the bridges County. of Madison County, which is not too far from the Des Moines. Mm hmm. And Saturday, that town was pretty much destroyed by tornadoes that killed seven <sighs> people. Winter set Iowa. Wow. I wonder if the bridges survived. Because those bridges are old. Well, the tornado hit outside of town, which is where the bridges are. There were seven bridges, I think, in that county, which is... There's a book and a movie called The Bridges of Madison County, which takes place in Winterset. Mm-hmm. That's they're covered bridges. They're beautiful. All covered bridges, beautiful. Wow. And we took a tour and we saw all the bridges that day. Well, I mean, it wasn't a tour. You you get online and get a map, and it tells you where to go. Oh, you just yeah. went to see them. Yeah. You drive okay. there yourself. That's and... where seven people died this weekend from tornado. Oh, that's that, a, yeah. Four. Oh, they got hammered up there. Yeah, right. it was a huge tornado. Jeez. Also, the hometown of John Wayne. Winter set. Thank you for that. Okay. I just wanted to throw that in there. Right. <laughs> Pilgrim. Pilgrim. <laughs> yes, we are the only parents that took our kids to see Family Opera at a young age. And they loved it. No, that, no, that's, I think that's great. Speaking of John Wayne, which is the very first <laughs> Technicolor movie. Oh, it was? It was a John Wayne movie. I thought it was which, the Golden Girls. I'm, I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm asking you which was the first Technicolor movie. It, I wasn't allowed. Oh, it was John, starring John know. Wayne. Oh, what? Oh, my mother would know this. She we loves sh- We John should Wayne. all know this. I wasn't alive. We I, should all know this. I don't like John Wayne. The Shepherd of the Hills. Oh, okay, good. Start. Oh, that was an awful movie, though. Yes, it was. <laughs> I don't want to remember that movie. I don't agree. watch that movie. It, it, was, oh, it was a horrible representation it, of Shepherd of the Hills. It was not. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Moving on. Anybody? Many Branson locals were furious when that and they did i the, was and i'm they not did even the from here <laughs> they did the premiere in downtown branson at the owen theater i'm not even from this area the theater, but yeah. trying to watch it was awful yeah it was, it was nowhere completely close different to the, the book. book and uh, yeah i have to ask my mom about first it like made a mockery of the first area. technicolor movie and it was john wayne there you go oh okay any just said iowa any other fun Tornadoes. facts uh, yeah okay Moving on. Moving on. All right. It's time for the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. And this week's weather word of the week has a couple of definitions. Uh, The initial definition is kind of vague and kind of weird, so I put a a simpler definition. So, Shara, what is this week's Storm Door Weather weather word of the week? Piranum 
Oh, pyranometer. 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 When okay. I go to the Amazon, I take a pyranometer. <laughs> I had it in my head and it wasn't coming I out that like way. I don't like to go swimming with piranhas I, when I, they're I, in the vicinity. I don't think it's pyranometer. Pyranometer. <laughs> I said it. You had to give me a minute. Okay. Oh, you didn't have a minute. What was, what was coming out in my head and what was coming out of my <laughs> mouth were two different things. I get like that all the time. Pyranometer. <laughs> All right. What is a pyranometer? What is that? Stupid word. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, Uh if you like the first definition, an instrument for measuring radiation from the sky by comparing the heating effect of such radiation upon two blackened metallic strips with that produced in the same strips when heated by means of an electric current. Okay. That's... I'm thinking, okay, I had to think about that. So I added the second definition, which is... A type of radiation sensor that measures the combined intensity of incoming direct solar radiation and the diffuse sky radiation. That's They're a, both gibberish to they, me. They, they, they are. So, you know, if you want to learn more about a pyro... What is it? A, <laughs> a piranometer. A piranometer. <laughs> It's a piranometer. It tells you how many piranha are in yes, the area. Yes, it's a piranometer. It yeah. tells you the exact location of Greg Pyron. Oh, Greg right Pyron. Now. It's a Pyron meter. It's a Greg Pyron meter. I don't know if he listens to this or not, but he, anyway, Greg, if you hear this, send us a send us a message. Say, yay. We need to no. wrap this up. We Pyronometer, right. This was so, supposed to be a short podcast. No, no. I, I knew it would be longer because this we, there's tons of stuff. We had different segments we added, plus severe weather. Ooh. Week so, thankfully you only had like three. <laughs> right, uh, I kept my segment short. Not not fun fact the the this the, week in weather this history. week in weather history. So, okay, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah we've been oh gosh it's getting late. <laughs> Isn't it? It's getting late. We all have to get up early. That's true. Okay, so. The whole point of this podcast, the title, Severe Weather Preparedness Week, review everything we talked about, please. You know, have your escape routes, have your safety plan, have a weather radio. Please have a weather radio. Uh, We are in March. Severe weather is going to be ramping up. It's already ramped up. We had tornadoes in Taney County, two of them yesterday. So, you know, have that in your back pocket and know what to do. So, Corey, you got anything else to add? Don't be surprised when... Severe weather strikes. Yeah, we try to give you fair warning, but every Wait. every year I see people. What came out of nowhere? No, no, never came out of nowhere. Yes. not not really. And if you hear anybody that said that, you tell them Storm Dry Weather said it did not come out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I right. Won't, I won't say, Sorry. but we've had that happen around here. People yeah. said it came out of nowhere, and I go no. back and show them posts from earlier that morning. <laughs> Yeah, or even the day before. Like, hello. It's like, right. It did not come out of nowhere. Anyway. All right. So, Shara, got anything else to add? I'm done. Are you this week in weather history out? I'm this week in weather history <laughs> out. You, you're piranometered out. <laughs> I'm all fun Fun backed it out. Okay. All right. Well, it's like, we better wrap this up then. So, be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page, and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. Stormdar Weather.
Oh, do we have a call from who? I have a phone call coming in. From who? This is from my son, Garrett. Oh, good. Good. Put him on. Okay. Hello. A little bit of a problem with your daughter here. <laughs> Hi, Garrett. You're on the Storm Dark <laughs> Weather podcast. You're on the podcast. So what's the problem with my daughter? Uh, your daughter's not being very... My daughter should be asleep. Negotiable. That's a good word. You're trying to negotiate with her? There's no negotiating. She goes uh, to bed right now. There was some streaming involved. <laughs> her or you? <laughs> it doesn't matter who it was. Does okay? Gary know he's on the podcast? Yeah, he knows he's on the podcast. Oh, now. okay. We're good. actually recording you on the podcast. He just asked me today, when am I going to be on the podcast again? Yeah, yeah you're, you're actually on the podcast. So, Garrett, welcome to the podcast. Say hi, Stormed Our World. Hi, Stormed Our World. Yeah, there we go. 